Hi guys, welcome back to Lily White Rose, the stars of tomorrow today. John Wenham here, hope you're all doing well and thanks for tuning in and downloading another episode of the pod. This pod can be downloaded on iTunes, Spotify and across all major podcast providers. We're also on Twitter at Lily White Rose, Instagram at Lily White Rose and Facebook at Lily White Rose N17. I want to start today's show by just bringing you the news that Jamie Donnelly was selected as the Guardian's next gen one to watch from Tottenham. This is a prestigious yearly nomination that each year the Guardian chooses one first-year scholar from each Premier League club as their one to watch for the years ahead. Jamie follows in the footsteps of previous nominees from Tottenham in Oliver Skip, Harvey White, Alfie Devine, Troy Parrott and Dermy Lasala. The article read, Born in Antrim to a father from Northern Ireland and a mother from England, this left-footed number nine, noted for his finishing ability, has been capped at youth level by both countries. It has not been a tug of war between them, rather a case of each nation recognising his obvious talents and keeping him in mind. During the September break, he went away with Northern Ireland under-19s and scored the winner in both of their games. While he is with England under-17s for the October fixtures. Donnelly, who can drop off and show a good range of passing, played up and impressed the Spurs under-18s last season and has been at the club's academy since the age of eight. I was really pleased to see Jamie selected for this award. Um, I think he's thoroughly deserving from this year's first-year scholars to have been chosen as our one to watch. And uh, as you guys know, I- I'm a huge fan of Jamie, and uh, hopefully more more to come from him this season. Many more goals. He, he keeps scoring each time he plays. Um, and something else I want to get across to the fans about Jamie is he is a massive, massive Tottenham fan. He feels it like you and I do. He cares like you and I do. When the first team don't do well, it bothers Jamie. Um, and these are the kind of players we want to be bringing through. I know in that first-year group, for example, uh, both Jamie Donnelly and uh, Alfie Dorrington are massive Tottenham fans, bleed blue and white. And, uh, you know, these are the kind of guys we want to see coming through, you know, those homegrown talents that really care about the club and really feel it like we do. And, and Jamie and, and Alfie Dorrington are both two players that absolutely do. So more of the same, Jamie. Keep it up, mate. Unbelievable achievement. And, uh, yeah, let's hope you can get a few more this season. I'm sure you will. Alfie Devine has been nominated for the Premier League 2 Player of the Month for September after scoring five goals in his last five Premier League 2 appearances. The 17-year-old has adjusted to 23 superbly and is playing a variety of positions, including as a false nine over recent weeks. I'm really pleased to see Alfie get this recognition uh, with this nomination. I'm fairly confident he'll also win the award uh, because five goals in five games for a 17-year-old playing in the under-23s is simply phenomenal. The Evening Standard yesterday linked 20-year-old development squad goalkeeper Josh Oluwayemi with a move to Jose Mourinho's AS Roma. It was reported that Mourinho regularly involved Oluwayemi in first-team training whilst he was our manager and is a fan of the young keeper, whose contract does expire on the 30th of June 2022. And obviously, as Roma are not a UK side, they could actually offer him a pre-contract from the 1st of January, so literally a couple of months away and pay absolutely nothing for him apart from with small development fees. Josh was, of course, um, called up to the senior Nigeria squad uh, earlier this season and will have worked with Jose before, as the article said. So there could be something in that. Um, the report also links him with Benfica and a couple of German sides. Josh has been a regular starter for our under-23s this season. But personally, I actually wouldn't be too disappointed by his departure if it led to the outstanding goalkeeper from our academy, in my opinion, Timothy Lotolata, being given that number one shirt for the under-23s and his development being allowed to be pushed on if Joshua Oluwayemi did choose to leave Tottenham and join AS Roma. 
During the current international break, Timothy Lotolato has again gone away with France under-19s and is consecutively starting for them and made the number one jersey his own at that age group level. He actually played 90 minutes as France under-19s beat Dane Scarlet's England by three goals to one. Timothy signed a new deal last year with Tottenham and I would like to see him elevated to the 23s number one with immediate effect, especially if the rumours about Oluwayemi's departure turn out to be true. However, with the multiple clubs linked, uh, Roma, Benfica and some German sides, and the way that news uh, suddenly broke in the evening standard rather than anyone else you know, hearing about it, I do get the impression that may have come from his agent directly and he may be looking for you know, a new deal at Tottenham or, or something like that. So that could just be the agent working overtime, but I don't know for sure. Maxim Paskotsky completed 86 minutes for Estonia last night and gathered another clean sheet during their 2-0 win over Belarus. The 18-year-old now has eight senior caps for Estonia already. If he keeps on this trajectory over the next 10-15 years, he will surely become the most capped player of all time for Estonia, which would be absolutely amazing. So Maxim, again, very well done. Keep up the good work. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can see you break through at Tottenham soon because you, your performance is pre-season. When I've seen you in the under-18s, under-23s, you've always looked outstanding. So let's hope we can build on that. And I'm delighted to see he's getting the recognition he deserves with his country at the moment. The following Spurs youngsters are away on international duty with their countries during this break. As I mentioned earlier, Timothy Lotolata is with France under-19s. Oliver Skip is with England under-21s and he grabbed an assist with a lovely through ball in their last game. Dane Scarlett, Alfie Devine and Niall John are all with England under-19s. Jamie Donnelly and Rio Kairamaton are with England under-17s. Isaac Solberg is with Norway under-19s. Michael and Matthew Craig have been called up to a Scotland under-19s training camp. Troy Parrott is in the Senior Republic of Ireland squad. And Pape Sarr, the new signing from FC Mets, is with Senegal. Now, the moment you guys have been waiting for, drum roll please. On our 10th episode, we had a competition to win a home third or away Tottenham Hotspur shirt of your choice. All you had to do was screenshot that you were subscribed to the pod um, and retweet our Twitter post. And uh, many of you did that, you know, I had loads of screenshots in, so that was really great to see. I'm glad you guys seem to be enjoying the pod. I've received some really nice comments about it. So, of course, we'll continue to do these pods throughout the season. And I'm delighted to now reveal that the winner of the competition on this occasion was at Jagbassi10. So, Jag, please do drop me a direct message, sir, with your choice of kit, size and address. And I'll get onto TottenhamHotspur.com and get that ordered for you and sent directly to your address. Thank you so much to all of those who entered the competition this time round. We'll certainly run some more in the future because I could see you guys uh, really did like that opportunity. So Jagbassi10, I hope you enjoy your kit, mate, and uh, get in contact with me. Send me your details and I'll get that sent out to you straight away. Now time for this week's listener questions. At officialc underscore t asks, I heard you mention Lyons Foster being deployed as a central defensive midfielder. Is that where the club sees his future or as a centre-back? I certainly think he's playing in that role at the moment because we are so well stacked with centre-backs in the academy uh, with to the likes of Toby Amole, Maxim Paskotsky, Malachi Walcott all battling for game time at the back. BLF is, or Brooklyn's Lions Foster, is really nice on the ball. He can pick a pass. So it's interesting to see him utilised in this role over a significant number of games. I think only time will tell what position the club will see him in, in years to come. But this playing more as a screening central defensive midfielder will certainly stand him in good stead if he does end up reverting to a centre-back. 
because he's got a really sort of athletic uh, build to him. He can get around the ball nicely. Um, he always covers a lot of kilometres in the games he plays. He's been taking on a sort of leadership role this season. He's been the captain on many occasions for the under-23s. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it, the, the one thing you'd say maybe he's lacking is that he hasn't quite filled out his frame. Um, so he kind of still looks um, like he could do some more developing upper body strength maybe to be a centre-back. Um, but this development to a central defensive midfielder where he can bring to the game his fantastic ability on the ball, the fact that he can pick a pass and dictate the tempo of the game might be something that Lyons Foster ends up specialising in. So let's wait and see on that one, but it's looking promising so far. At Watson underscore THFC asks, what is the plan for Jack Clark this season? Thanks for the question, Watson. It kind of appears at the moment that he's just going to be playing for down 23s. And if I'm being brutally honest, not even to an outstanding level. I've mentioned this before, but when he's in the 23s alongside any of the likes of Dylan Markandi, Janiel Bennett, before he's loaned to Crew, or even Academy second year, Romain Mundale, he never really stood out as the best of the bunch, which is a great shame for a guy we invested a huge sum of money in. Um, I think it would be the best if he headed out on loan again in January for another sort of six months towards the end of the season. And then the club will have a decision to make with Jack uh, in the summer, as he'll only have a year left on his deal at that point, with his contract set to expire on the 30th of June 2023. At Kevin S Squared asks, progress on Paskotsky? Yes, he's developing very well, as can be seen from the eight senior caps already for his country. He's unlucky to miss out on the opportunity to be involved in our Europa Conference League squad, owing to squad registration rules, having not been at the club for more than two full years. But hopefully he may be in the squad for the Carabao Cup tie up at Burnley later this month. At BK underscore THFC asks, do you think at the moment we are underutilising the youth team in the cup competitions in Europe, which may encourage them to leave for first team football elsewhere? I come to think of this with the likes of Edwards, Thorpe and Noni Majuki. Possibly is the answer to that. I certainly worry about this in the case of Mark Candy, whereas most of our other youth prospects are signed up to long-term contracts. I hope Mark Candy can be given the opportunity he is entitled to and deserves from his form uh, so far this season in the remaining four Europa Conference League group games. I certainly think the game away at Vitesse will be a hard game. I expect us to go almost full strength for that fixture. But if we come out of that game uh, undefeated, so either taking a point or the free, hopefully, um, that will leave us in a very good position in the group, having played Wren, having played Vitesse both away. Um, and then we can look to rotate in those last three games uh, against Vitesse at home, against uh, Wren at home and Mora away. At Route Underscroll Summit 97 also asks about Dylan's chances of a first team call up. At Leaf Saxo asks, on the last episode, you said you were concerned about Mark Handy not being in the Mora squad. Can you elaborate on your concerns? I just personally felt left that Mora at home was the easiest game of the group on paper and it would have been a fantastic opportunity to reward Dylan for his excellent start to the season. Um, but look, you know, Nuno did what, what Nuno thought was right and we did end up beating them comfortably. We did then on the back of that go and beat uh, Aston Villa in the Premier League, which was a very good win. Um, so look, I just hope, as I said earlier, that Dylan does get his chance in the remaining four Europa League conference games. At Darren Piggott one asks, what is the situation with Mark Handy's contract? So Darren, on the 19th of January 2021, 
Spurs officially announced that Dilemar Candy had signed a new contract up until the 30th of June 2022. Spurs, though, do often have the option of a plus one in contract in their favour, but I've not had this confirmed as yet. I will do some digging on this, so look out for a at Lily White Rose tweet when I can find out some further information on Dilemar Candy's contractual status with Tottenham Hotspur. At THFC Luke asks, is Mark Handy going to become a first-teamer in your opinion? At this moment in time, you'd have to say no, simply because he's not getting any opportunities. But does he have the natural ability to go on and become a first-teamer, in my opinion? Absolutely. You know, I've been championing the call for him for a while. You can see from the kind of listener questions we get in, a lot of people are asking about Dylan because they're looking at the under-23s results, they're seeing clips and highlights of Dylan, and they all think, you know, this guy's looking really good, let's give him a chance. So I hope... I hope that we do get to see him have the opportunity that I think he deserves. Uh, but at the moment, you know, the chances don't seem to be coming. But hopefully in time that can change. At Jagbassi10, oh, our competition winner, says, Do you agree with me that the best course of action for Alfie Devine would be alone next season and then in the first team the season after? Uh, yes, I, Jag, I absolutely do agree with that. I think Alfie is already physically ready and I would like to see him skip the lower leagues and go straight for a championship loan from next season. Do a full year at a championship club, get 35, 40 games under his belt, like Oliver Skip did, and then come back and challenge for a first-team place at Tottenham, going on 18, 19 years of age. I think he's actually that naturally gifted that he's ready for that. At Giorgio asks, how is Devine getting on? Saw him in the FA Cup and nothing since. I think as he came onto the scene so young, George, and became our youngest ever goalscorer at just 16 years of age, people naturally feel his progress has stagnated. When in reality, as a 17-year-old, he's bossing and running under-23s games. As I mentioned earlier in the show, he's up for the PL2 Player of the Month award after five goals in his last five games. So I think we have to put it into some context that actually, for a 17-year-old, he's doing phenomenally well. His progress is going phenomenally well. And I personally know that coaches at the club are delighted with his progress. Uh, but Mourinho, as you, uh, as you said, was a huge fan of him. Gave him that opportunity in against Marine, and he did become our youngest ever goal scorer. Um, I think that we will see more of Alfie over the next 12 to 18 months, and I've got no doubt he'll go on to become a first team player for Tottenham Hotspur and also for England. At Schumel underscroll asks about Divine's progress. So thanks for that as well, Schumel. As I said, I think I think personally think Divine is developing very, very well, and I think it's just a matter of time before we see a superb Alfie Devine playing for Tottenham in the Premier League. At Ophir Mana also asks about players currently not part of the first team squad and who do I think will become, you know, move into the first team squad in years to come. I think at the moment you can certainly say any of Alfie Devine, Dane Scarlett, Niall John, Maxim Paskotsky, Dylan Markandy. Uh, they all look like outstanding prospects. Obviously, Janil Bennett is doing very, very well out on loan at Crewe, as is Troy Perrot at MK Dons. So we've got loads of youth players coming through at the moment and probably our most exciting crop of youth players for a very long time because even the year below them have also got loads of outstanding prospects. At Lewis Wood 2020 asks, why would we bother signing Jack Clark? Yeah, Lewis, in hindsight, obviously the move hasn't really worked out as we all hoped and expected it would. Uh, I think we have a history of picking up great English prospects from the lower leagues and turning them into Premier League players. The likes of Deli Alley, Danny Rose, Tom Huddleston, Michael Dawson, Kyle Walker, etc. And after regressing from this recruitment policy in recent years, we've seen in the media widespread reports that we missed out on the likes of James Madison, Adimola Lookman, Everichi Ezi. 
So I certainly think for Spurs, they just didn't want to miss out again on a guy who at the time was showing great promise. Unfortunately, it looks at the moment like that gamble won't pay off. But the fact that he's gone on loan to a championship club like Stoke and was a regular starter for them and for the second half of last season tells me that we probably should look to loan him out again. And then in the summer, he has only a year left on his contract in the summer of 2022. If a club comes in for him, because he's already proven himself that he can sort of play at a championship level, I expect we'd still recover some kind of fee for him. What would that look like? Depends how his loan went next uh, in the second half of this season. But realistically, I think we're probably looking at around you know, now two and a half to three million as a maximum fee. Maybe with a potential sell-on, we'd have to wait and see on that. Um, but it, obviously, it has been a, a disappointing move for Jack Clark. I don't think anybody can can hide that when we're now three seasons in. At Spiggy Tope makes the point um, on our previous great recruitment from the lower leagues, saying picking up Division 1 and Championship Academy kids for healthy fee has been successful to date, even as recently as Delhi, Divine, Walker and others. What's the lowdown on any feelers out there for the next name we have interest in? Thorpe didn't work out, but major obstacles ahead. Well, this week we've been linked to Stoke City centre-back Harry Souter. Personally, though, having invested a decent sum in Joe Roden from the Championship last summer, I don't see us making that particular move. But look, that might be one to watch. We've been heavily linked this week. Here's a centre-back... Obviously, we were looking to bring in probably even an additional centre-back over the summer. So maybe Harry Souter will be the guy, but uh, only time will tell on that one. At Anthony Silver 23 asks, which youth player that is currently under the radar do you think could be a future star? A bit like Kane, where he wasn't always a standout player in his group. Thanks for the question, Anthony. I think on this one, I'm going to go with the Craig brothers could possibly come into this conversation. They're both playing regularly for the 23s. Um, they're both playing very, very well and they are playing and can play in a variety of different positions. Recently called up for Scotland under-19 camp. Uh, obviously, were part of the first team squad that travelled out to Pacos in the Europa Conference League. So the promising, you know, the future looks promising for the Barnett-Bourne brothers. Um, and hopefully we do see some more of them because they offer great utility, play in a variety of roles and they haven't let anyone down with any opportunities they've been afforded thus far in the under-23s. At LOL Buddha asks, since John McDermott leaving Spurs uh, for the FA, how is the situation now? Do we still struggle integrating our youth players to the senior team? I think based on this season under Nuno, it's a bit of a yes or no answer because obviously we've seen him start Oliver Skip a lot. We've seen him start Jaffet Tanganga a lot. We've seen Dane Scarlett basically promoted to the first team all the time. Um, but I would still like to see a few more. Uh, the obvious two that always come to mind is Dylan Markandi, Maxim Paskotsky. I just feel like they're two players that if they were called upon into a senior match day squad, they just wouldn't let anyone down, nor would they look out of place. So they're the only two, but at the moment it's kind of a only, you know, more time, we need more data as to how many youngsters uh, Nuno will involve. Uh, but certainly so far we've seen Skip and Tanganga and, and Dane Scarlett with the first team a lot. At Tottenham underscore feed asks... Where is Jack Clark, firstly, and will Alfie Devine get any minutes in the cup under Nuno like he did under Jose? Clark, you know, I mentioned him earlier, he's looking distinctively average for the 23s at the moment and is being outshone by younger players around him. Time will tell on the Devine question, but maybe we could see him in the squad up at Burnley later this month in the Carabao Cup because obviously he isn't registered for the Europa Conference League as he's not on uh, list A as he'd have to take a senior player's place on the list. 
because he only joined two summers ago and hasn't done the two full seasons as yet. At Spurs Youth Hub BKR asks, is the new contract story reported by Footy Insider on Samuel Ammo true? Thanks for the question. Yes, I'm told that is true, and Spurs have offered an early scholarship owing to the player's immense potential, which was highlighted by his four goals in the recent 9-0 win over Arsenal. The England under-15 attacking midfielder appears to have a very bright future ahead of him, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Tottenham making this early scholarship off after they did it last year with a few players. If you remember, we tweeted out they offered the contracts early to the likes of Jamie Donnelly, Alfie Dorrington and Luca Gunter. And yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Samuel Amo, as per Footy Insider's story, has been offered a new deal already. At The Rhino Speaks asks, can you give us an update on some players who've left recently, specifically John Dinzei? Yes, Dinzei was released by us um, as he was about the seventh choice academy centre-back and was then surprisingly picked up by Arsenal last summer. This, of course, led to their ridiculous support, saying things like shades of Sol Campbell. Well, last season, Keon Atete beat Dinzei to the ball to score our goal in a 1-0 away win to Arsenal, and this season I noticed that John Dinzei had joined Carlisle on loan. He finally made his first appearance for his new loan club in their 2-0 home defeat to Forest Green Rovers, and a quick look at the highlights available on YouTube show why the Shades of Sol Campbell tweets are just peak Arsenal. He completely lost his man for the opening goal from a corner and he was then spun by the same attacker for Forest Green's second. Shades of Jimmy Traore. At N17 Rahul asks, What's happening with Malachi Walcott? I remember him coming on in the Champions League away to Leipzig and have not seen him since. Malachi has been very, very unlucky with injuries since he had that uh, debut in the Champions League under Jose Mourinho, spending many, many months on the sidelines. He went out for his first loan spell at Dundee in Scotland uh, last year, but unfortunately, after a really promising home debut, injuries curtailed the loan move for him very shortly after, and he returned to Hotspur Way. I do hope with Malachi that if he isn't going to get any opportunities in the Europa Conference or in the Carabao Cup, uh, that from January he does head out on loan, um, I don't want to stagnate his development in any way. And then we'd still have Toby Amole, Maxim Paskotsky, uh, even Brooklyn's Lions Foster and Marcus Murr, who could play centre-back for the under 23. So I would like to see Malachi go out on loan in January. At Delhi underscore Tubbies asks, what is going on with Dermi Lasala? Seemed so highly rated a few years ago and now has completely dropped off. Dermi is another who unfortunately, like Malachi Walcott, has seen his progress halted by significant injuries. He's been out for a number of months, so hopefully he can recover his promise in the future and become the player we all thought he would as he broke through at right back. I mean, his emergence led the club deciding to release Tariq Hines, who was another good academy right back. Um, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, Dermy was actually nominated as our uh, next-gen one to watch by The Guardian only a few years ago. So he's obviously a player, always called out for England at age group level as well. So he's obviously a real player there. So hopefully he can recover from those injuries and we can get back to seeing uh, a really, really good Dermi Lasala. Because there's a couple of youth players now I've mentioned, the likes of Malachi Walcott, Dermi Lasala, uh, Roshan Mafurian, Jez Davis, who've suffered bad injuries you know, in the last few months. And it's never easy for these young players are suffering those sort of injuries when all they want to be doing is you know, impressing, coming through the academy, playing for the 23s, hoping to one day get the opportunity to represent us in the first team. So uh, we've had a lot of injuries uh, in the youth team this season and hopefully that that's a thing in the past moving forward and we can see these players deliver to their true potential 
That's it for this week's pod. Thanks again for listening. Please do retweet the pod, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. It really helps get the pod out to as many people as possible and means we can continue doing these shows throughout the season ahead. Sorry if I couldn't answer your question this time round. I'll get it answered on the next pod. And good luck in the um, good luck with your shirt, uh, Jack Bassey. Please do get in contact. And good luck to you guys in the future when I run some more competitions. As always, guys, the future's bright. It's Lily White.